So, Sam,、mm-hmm. I have been thinking. These lockdown measures are lifting, and as that happens, I've been getting a growing urge to throw a party. <laughs> okay, I get that, but but what kind of party? So here is what I want. I would want to have people playing beer pong in teams, people reuniting and hugging it out, clinking our glasses to everything that we've been through together. People doing keg stands, maybe if they're strangers <laughs> making out in the corner. Like I、sure. want a total rager. Like that is what my dream right now. You know you can't throw that party. That would be an epidemiological nightmare. Yeah, I know. Just thinking about it makes me feel a little irresponsible. But this is my dream party. It's not a thing. But Sam, you are a science reporter. I am. Well, I think you should try to figure out with science for me how close we can get to that dream party. Like at this point in this pandemic, what is safe? We need to get used to living life this way, and learning how to get together with others is a big part of that. I mean, yeah, I I think something might be possible. It's worth a shot. Why not? Woo! Oh, cool! All right. Oh my gosh. So I already have so many ideas for what we can、okay. do, and I've already thought of a theme, and I'm gonna get a short okay, okay. guest list together. Mate, take a second. Take a breath.、Activities. Take a second. I just want you to be ready because if you want me to do this, I'm gonna talk to people. It might not be safe at all. There might not be a party. I just want you to be prepared for that reality. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to be clear before you got. Ahead of yourself, I don't、right. want to do anything that could be responsible for giving a single person the coronavirus. All right, that is totally fair. So you figure out the safest way we can do this, and I'll take care of the rest. All right, maybe I'll、uh, actually see you in person, May. Cool, this is going to be fun. From Colorado Public Radio, this is at a distance. Your guide to life in a pandemic. I'm May Ortega, working on my perfect pandemic party outfit. And I'm Sam Brash, wondering if you can drink beer through a hazmat suit. Okay, May. So you're like not alone in wanting to see your friends. I'm tired of these Zoom calls. I'm tired of these strange online board games.、Mm-hmm. And we're recording ahead of Memorial Day weekend, which tends to mark the beginning of summer. And I have no doubt that people are going to use that occasion to get together. Oh yeah, that's when you roll out the barbecue, right, and the water balloons. But is seeing other people even allowed at this point? So that obviously depends on like where you are. Where we、mm-hmm. are in Denver, you can hold gatherings of fewer than ten people, but you're not supposed to travel more than ten miles. New York for Memorial Day weekend is even allowing small ceremonies to honor veterans. In California, small gatherings are still not cool, but even like public health officials are sort of acknowledging that people might cheat. So, bottom line is like where we are. I don't think you'll be breaking any laws so long as you cut the invite list. That means it's a VIP occasion. So only my <laughs> closest peeps will make the cut. But okay, I mean, I guess I don't just want to know what's legal as I'm preparing for this party. I want to know what's safe and what's responsible. Right, and to get at that, I called Dr. William Schaffner. I'm an infectious disease physician, and I also am a professor of preventive medicine here at the Vanderbilt University Medical Center. And May, I started by asking him what would be the worst possible gathering you could throw right now, and he agrees your dream party is a really bad idea. It's a combination of distance, time, 
and enclosure. Meaning you really don't want to throw a big indoor rager because that has all the elements that he's talking about. People would be close together inside for a long time. Mm. And you could make it even worse if you just invite everybody because that could draw some really vulnerable people. A lot of people who've come in who've been casual about social distancing in the past all gathered together very, very closely for a prolonged period of time, no one wearing masks. And to make it even worse, we could make all those people with gray hair because if they get infected, of course, they'll get worse disease. And dude, if you throw a party like that, Dr. Schaffner says the damage wouldn't be limited to you and your friends. They are likely to encounter others and transmit that virus. And all of a sudden, this could be the genesis of a mini explosion of infections in a community. From one party. One party could do that. Just from one party. Okay, I get it, but that's just like my dream party, I know, Sam. I know. Okay. I mean, I asked you to figure out what I can do, and states are starting to ease their restrictions. So then, how is Dr. Schaffner dealing with that? Is he just begging people to stay indoors no matter what the government says? No, not at all. You know, there's no such thing as safe. It's all about reducing your risk and assessing your own risk tolerance. My wife and I are not ready to go to a restaurant yet. And there are other people already in restaurants in my community in Nashville. Good. They have a risk tolerance that's greater than ours. Right. It seems like you're hinting at something that I've seen in a few publications recently, comparing this stage of the pandemic to the AIDS crisis in the 80s and making the point that really what proved effective in that earlier crisis wasn't telling people to abstain from sex, but how to have safe sex. Is that sort of what you're hinting at now, that now is the time to talk about harm reduction and risk reduction? Yeah, it was safer sex, not safe. Uh, And yes, there are things we can do to reduce the risk of harm. And by doing them cumulatively, we can be really reasonably safe. And to reduce the risk of transmission, Dr. Schaffner says you have to understand how this virus spreads, which appears to really be about droplets. Microscopic particles that are little spheres of fluid, that's the droplet which would surround the virus. And they have the capacity usually to travel within three to six feet. And then gravity actually pulls them to Earth. Oh, is that where we get the six-foot rule from? That's where we get the six-foot rule. But if you're yelling or singing or screaming, those droplets can go a lot farther. And if you sneeze, they could go as far as 30 feet. Oh, God. Okay, so (laughs) basically any gathering where people are loud or singing or spit is just coming out of your mouth for any reason, Mm -hmm. that's especially dangerous. Yeah, and May, just to clarify, like, what type of event tends to have all those ingredients. A party. A party, exactly. So what are you saying here, Sam? A party is just a bad idea? Yeah, man, I'm afraid so. And look, Dr. Schaffner agrees. So you're sympathetic to my friend May who who wants to throw this party. Um, not yet. But he suggested you can change your expectations a little bit. Maybe it's not a party. Maybe it's just a quiet, low-key gathering. 
I would start small, two couples, three couples, you know, as the current recommendations generally are at the moment, no group larger than 10. Can you live with that? Again, Sam, you're really sounding like a dad right now. But yes, I can readjust my vision. We'll have to design, in your own words, a low-key gathering (laughs) where there's basically no chance of touching or swallowing someone else's spit, right? Correct. And I asked Dr. Schaffner for some ideas of how to do that. And just like a really big caveat here, these tips should come after advice from local public health officials. I'm not saying this is what you or anyone else should do. I'm saying that if you're going to do it, if you're going to socialize, here's how to minimize the risk. Okay, fair enough. Bring it on. Okay, so first thing, have a pre-interview with the people you want to invite. First thing I would ask them is, have you been good about social distancing? And they should ask the same thing of me. So don't invite folks who aren't being so careful themselves. Make that really clear. Right. And that's really important because this disease can spread even if someone has no symptoms. Mm -hmm. But also you should ask if they do have symptoms, a cough, a sniffle, a sore throat, because then they really need to stay home. That ought to be part of the screen. If all of a sudden you develop the sniffles or a fever, you've got to keep yourself at home, and then May will have nine people there. Screen your guests. Okay, got it. And second thing, tell everyone they have to wear a mask. Because the masks inhibit the transmission, the distance out of my mouth that these droplets can fly. The mask, in effect, catches them. So I'm wearing a mask to protect you, and you're wearing a mask to protect me. We're all in this together. Oh, that's fine. I got the most stylish masks at this point. I'm so unsurprised (laughs) by that. I'm so not surprised. So what about the event itself? How do I set up for this thing? Okay, well, first thing, do it outside. The air and sunshine will mitigate a little bit the transmission of COVID, and your exhalations, no matter what they contain, will be more diluted. It's more difficult to transmit this virus out of doors. And make sure there's some sort of like big vessel of hand sanitizer. And uh, make sure that everybody knows where it is and tell them it's uh, socially appropriate to use that periodically. Oh, I love how he says that. (laughs) Yeah, but if you do that, there's a real advantage that I didn't expect. Dr. Shafter says that you can actually have a big cooler of beer for everyone to share. Really? The major mode of transmission is this closeness person to person. And the inanimate environment probably is just a, a byway of transmission. And the highway of transmission is person-to-person closeness within enclosed spaces. So you're saying reaching into a cooler of shared beer, that wouldn't worry you so much? It wouldn't worry me at all. And sometime during the party, I'd stroll over and take advantage of that hand sanitizer and sanitize my hands. So just to recap, limit your numbers, screen your guests, do it outside, and do not skip the hand sanding. And we want to do this so we can bridge to whenever a vaccine becomes available. And then I'm going to be first in line rolling up my sleeve. 
Sam, this is great. I'll start putting the guest list together. I've already got a huge bottle of hand sanny. May, just wait one second. What, Sam? So you remember how, like, Dr. Schaffner talked about how everyone needs to evaluate risk on their own terms? Yeah, yeah. What are you saying, man? I don't think this is a good idea. Even this, like, low-key small gathering, at least for me on a personal level, I'm not comfortable with that level of risk. Like, not yet. Oof. <laughs> I know. I got to tell you, man, I'm a bit <laughs> bummed out right now. But, I, I mean, I get it, you know? Do you think that... We could hang out, at least? Like in person, the two of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see each other one-on-one. You know, um, if the risk here is like ours alone, ah, uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want to just come to my front yard? Honestly, I did not think you were going to be up for this. So yes, that sounds great. Hey, Ortega. Hello, Sam Brash. How are flat. you? I'm good, man. Well, yeah. welcome to the party. I got you Wait. a little gift here. I'll throw it to you. Okay. So that would add this a is festive. Party? <laughs> so lit. <laughs> All right. So it's just the two of us. I mean, okay. We said we would... To hold the safest party possible. Yeah. This is the safest party possible. <laughs> Just and I know a that two person sucks. party. <laughs> a two person party on a blanket in my front yard. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. I like just hanging out with people, and you and I haven't seen each other in a long time, so yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. What do you see as the advantages of seeing people in person? Like, is this any better than? what we might be able to have online. Oh yeah, it's not even a question. Why? Because I just, it's different being with people physically. Like being in person, just like you get to share energy and laughter in a different way. And I also feel like when you're in person, the conversation can kind of just like go on naturally without having to feel more forced or anything. And now there's Feels no like leg. there's less of a wall. There's less of a block between us. Right. Like I would rather do this than do just like a, like a Skype thing. Yeah, totally, me too. And we know that, like, it is within the boundaries of, like, human achievement to beat this thing. Yeah. And I can promise you, I promise you that the moment our friends and I get injected with whatever weird (laughs) vaccine, the first stop. Party City or what? (laughs) Yeah. Party City. Get in the keg. I'm looking forward to that day. That sounds, right. I think that's good, what I'm going to dream about tonight. I know, I know. <laughs> me too. What this puts in perspective a little bit more for me is like what scientists and politicians and public health officials are fighting for. And what we're fighting for through all this is just the chance to hang out again. Yeah. It's just the opportunity to be human, to be with each other, to feel like you're part of a community. The human experience. Yeah. It's just cool to be with people. At a Distance is a podcast from CPR News. It's hosted by me, Sam Brash. And me, May Ortega. Our producer is Rebecca Romberg, who is holding a very long boom pole in our faces right now. Hello, Rebecca. What's up? (laughs) 
Our executive producer is Kevin Dale. Brad Turner is our head of audio innovations and he wrote our theme music. Yeah, and additional music is from Blue Dot Sessions. So this is the part where we usually ask for ratings and reviews, but May and I told each other that we were gonna keep this podcast going until we could see each other in person. Obviously that's happening right now, so we're trying to figure out what's next. We're gonna put the podcast away for a little bit, decide what our next move might be. But in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening and going on this journey with us. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> Colorado Public Radio journalists are here for you to report on this pandemic and how it's changing all the time. We're speaking to health experts and helping to make sense of our changing world. And none of this, not even this show, would be possible without CPR members. Support our work with a donation at CPR.org. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.